This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First Row Collectibles. If you're into nerd culture, if you're into sports memorabilia, if you're into pro wrestling memorabilia, please visit firstroll.ca. Use promo code THEPODCAST20. Everything you see there is for nerd culture, for sports fanatics, anything literally signed, old WWF magazines, wrestling figures, fucking sports memorabilia like signed baseballs, whatever you need or want, they have it there. They update daily. Use promo code THEPODCAST20. You'll get 20% off. If you're into video games and books, please visit BossFightBooks.com today for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like Metal Gear Solid, Splunky, Super Mario Bros. 2, and so many others. Everything you see on their website is available in paperback and ebook format, so please check them out at BossFightBooks.com. And if you want to support me directly, please visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's device you're listening to us. It's embedded right there in the description. Easy. Click on that link. It takes you right to the merchandise store. I got everything from hoodies to t-shirts to phone cases, travel mugs, anything you need or want. It is there. But the easiest thing, the most free thing, the most important thing anybody should be doing who's listening to the show at any time is to please rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms, most specifically Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this week, I'm joined by a returning guest. He is an author, journalist, podcaster, and writer. The award-winning Brian Fonseca. Finally, a place where I can get some fucking respect. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Isn't it hard? Like, what else do you have to do to fucking get recognized nowadays, man? Yo, moon somebody. You know what I mean? Just put put your dick somewhere. That's what you have to do. Oh, shit. Right? Like, it's just fucking, it's crazy. But, like, yeah, no. I, I always appreciate coming back, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's just, just trying to find my way, like a lot of other people. You know what I mean? No, and, uh, some days, Some days are easier than others. We'll, we'll say that much. Yeah, no kidding, right? So, okay, first things first. How's it been going on with working at FanDuel? Because this is a new venture you've gone yeah. into. Like, you've it's sort of still, I guess... Honeymoon phase, so how's it been going, man? Well, 
Well, it's not full time, but uh, okay. it's, it's been it's it's been well. No, be, I, I say that because like you know, uh, I do a bunch of other stuff also, and like every it's a bunch of side jobs now. Because when when I was on, when was I on the show most recently? It was probably in the summer. Yeah, or something along those when lines, your book right? dropped, right? Oh yeah, so yeah, actually it was it was definitely in the summer because it was after after Hidalgo Heights came out. Uh, buy that on Amazon. Uh, so basically, <laughs> basically after Hidalgo Heights came out somewhere because i left the other job i was with at the time that we did not talk about here right. um but like yeah I, I left that place in september i fucking hated it and uh and toward the end i hated it uh not the people necessarily except for one person and uh it was enough to sort of be like all right let's pivot let's do whatever so now yeah sure. FanDuel is one of the places i'm at now latino rebels i'm at there's another site that i'm about to start writing at but we're just trying to finish up like uh the the particulars Okay. That's supposed to be a contributing thing coming up soon. Um, and then I have the Bahama Rican boys with my boy Timmy from the Bahamas. I'm Puerto Rican. So we just collaborated and was like, we're going to do a show. And it's on Five Reasons Sports Network, which is based in South Florida. So it's like, you know, you have a Puerto Rican guy, you have a dude from the Bahamas <laughs> on a South Florida sports network. And I think, you know, it'll take a minute for people to sort of get adjusted. But sure. it's, we're just we're just fucking around having fun. And um Ain't hard to tell podcast. So, yeah, it's just trying to find a balance for everything, but everything's good. And as far as FanDuel in particular, I'm having a lot of fun just doing, you know, quick one-minute videos and being able to hit on subjects that I care about, subjects that uh, that are going on in sports, and just really have fun with it. Like, you know, it's not super serious, right. whatever the case may be. It's a lot of fun. It's gambling. It's fantasy. You know what I exactly, mean? We're talking right? about betting money, whatever the case, you know. I do a lot of serious shit as it is, so it's good to just have a place, just like kind of have a playpen there. So it's like one minute stuff. It's we'll stream, you know, we'll do streams for stuff, and you know, uh, perhaps uh, some other projects down the line. But yeah, no, I was just trying to find a balance of everything. I'll say this: I'm happier now than before. Oh, that's good. Uh, than than I was a few months ago, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not satisfied yet. I'm trying to <laughs> obviously. You know, I have a lot of that, a lot that I want to do, sure. and uh, I, I'm not, I'm not super patient. You know, the pandemic told us that we don't have a lot of time to waste. It also told us to relax in some aspects, but you know, it's all about trying to find that balance. But I think, I think 2021 is ending on a high note, and 2022 is going to be very strong. Yeah, let's very hope strong. so. Well, well, speaking of betting, did you hear about that? Those 80 something people who bet on a soccer game after the fact it finished, and they were able to cash out. Did you hear about no. this? No, it was something, I, I don't know where it was, I, I don't know if it was in the States or in actual England, but it was, the betting was on uh, some prop bet for Manchester United on, on a player or something, right? And the game already ended, so the stats were out, but the line was still up and you could still bet. So these guys Ooh. all bet and they all fucking cashed in, but here's the kicker. They ended up finding out and they all had to return the money. Uh, but would you return the money? Man. Like, what the fuck? That's not my fault. That's your fault for not fucking knowing what's going on. I agree. Right? As, 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 Van, as Van Lathan once said, "This is America. Get the free shit." And <laughs> <laughs> that's that wasn't that wasn't something that happened in America, evidently, because uh, I think it happened in England, as you said. But I think you should get you should look if you're a working class citizen and you can get some free shit. By all means, I support you. Go get that free shit. Yeah, well, I don't care where you are. You know what I mean? Just go, just go get it if you can. Just be safe and responsible. No, most definitely, most definitely. Now, going back to, what was it called? Bahama Rican? Is that the name of the show? <laughs> the 
the Bahama Rican boys. The Bahama Rican boys. So what do you guys? YouTube. It's YouTube exclusive. Okay. Yes. What do you guys discuss? Is it sports or is it culture? Like, what is it? Or is it a mashup of both? Mashups. So okay, what okay. we do is it's very tight shows. We do like thirty minutes tops. So oh, we try nice. To keep it to thirty minutes tops. Okay, okay, okay. Mondays sports. Miami Heat centric, especially, and mm, that sort gotcha. of draws. Like Timmy is a Miami Heat fan. Sure. I've sort of become this Miami Heat fan <laughs> because, like, they they have they just keep getting guys that I like. Sure. Like Jimmy Butler is like my favorite player. Bam Adebayo's up there, and uh, they got a uh, Tyler Hero who, like, you know that like. That's my kind of white dude. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like one that got swagger. You know what I mean? Like of one course. that got game. You talk shit, back it up. Uh, um, PJ Tucker. You know, they Kyle Lowry. Like they just keep yeah. Donis Haslam. Haslam, another one. Bostra, Pat Riley. Like Jeez. the Heat. And I'll say this too: the Raptors and the Spurs. Like in terms of organizations, I just respect how they operate. Mm-hmm. In from an NBA standpoint, to me, that's like the top three, right? You know, right. like in terms of just the stability, not really tanking for the fuck of it. Like even the Raptors now, like I'm like, yo, right? They're not awesome, but Scotty Barnes is fucking fun. Delano Banton is somebody that I'm watching because I'm intrigued by the fact that he's kind of like a six nine point guard or whatever the case may be. And he's a hometown I, grown boy too. I, yes, I love Fred VanVleet. Love yeah. Fred VanVleet. You know what He's I mean? Awesome. Like yeah. uh, OG Ananobi might win, it, or is the most improved player candidate. Um, yeah, he's I don't it. think he's going to win, but uh, he's going to be. He's going to get some others receiving votes type of deal. But like Miami's in that same vein. Like sure. they're just so good at player development, stand for a lot of the right things. So yeah, I've kind of taken a liking to them. So yeah, on Mondays it's mainly Miami Heat talk, and sometimes we'll go around the NBA a little bit, mostly okay. basketball centric. Uh, and then Thursdays is just that's like the playpen where we just talk about like entertainment, culture, shows that we're watching. We've been reviewing Narcos Mexico season three a little bit, and we have this game that we play at the end uh, called the game with no name because we haven't figured out a name for it yet. <laughs> um, it was either the game with no name or we'll name this game later. Sure. It's going to be one of the two. And the, the whole idea is that Timmy and I um, have to pick a show or a video game or a series or whatever the case may be to okay. try to convince the other one and the people to watch that our producer, David Eversol, uh oh. he picks whoever the winner is and we just keep a running tally just for shit-talking purposes. Sure. Right now, we're actually tied up at 2-2. Uh, so, you know, I've, I've went head to head with him four times. I won week one and week four. He won week two and week three. So yeah, that's where we're at. Oh, there you go. And obviously the podcast still going nice and strong. Like we were saying over 200 episodes, right? So. Ain't hard to tell podcasts. Yep. Me and Dexter just plugging along, trying to just add to it as much as we could. Awesome. And And, uh, and it's been a lot of fun. And obviously the book, like you said, go pick it up at Doggo Heights, Amazon. Rate it it as well. It's very important to rate, please. Anything that you purchase, rate it. Five stars, five stars only. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Five stars only. It's Look, it doesn't cost a lot either. And the majority of that money goes to me. And I'm writing a part two, okay? Bonus. Part two, I don't know when that's going to come out. But, you know, because I don't know if I want to rush it out. 2022 especially since i'm you know i'm personally i'm planning on moving so i don't know if i want to put out a book sure. and then have to deal with moving <laughs> so it's like i might gotcha. that may be a, a late 2022 early 2023 thing depends and i also need to you know i gotta i gotta i really want to nail the business side of it because that's sure. what people don't tell you right you go into these things naked 
and then you don't really know where you're going to sort of go. So, you know, am I going to, am I going to try to get, you know, agent? Do I want to do the publishing different? Like, I just got to think about a lot of different things, but in terms of the writing, it's, it's, it's just about, it's the draft is, is just about there. So oh, there you go. it's just about refining it or whatever, but the old side, but the, there will be a part two. Yes. So by part one. Perfect. Okay. So it's the end of the year. Everyone's doing their review yes. shows. Like, you know what I mean? I'm going to do a few more. I'm probably going to do one with video games, movies, TVs, but I want to do one about sports. Pro wrestling falls into that category. I'm sorry. I don't care if people don't like that. It's sports entertainment. <laughs> so it's there. It could go both ways. But first, I want to touch on boxing, because you're a huge boxing head. You love it. You follow it. You're up to date. Me, not so much. I'm more towards the shit show of, like, the thrillers of the world and stuff like that. So we'll we'll get to that. But let's talk about real boxing first. Who's been some of your standouts? What's been some of your top fights that you've seen this year? What's going on in the world of boxing? Yo, we just had a couple really good ones. Uh, George Camboso's upsetting Teofimo Lopez and... Teofimo Lopez had three of the major world championships at lightweight and also the ring magazine championship. And yo, they were, they hated each other. They were trying to put on this fight for a while, both undefeated coming in, but George Cambosos wasn't really a name dude that was coming over from Australia, Australian fighters. Y'all are tough as hell. Like honestly, like (laughs) like Anthony Mundine, Jeff Horn, like, there are some tough motherfuckers that come from Australia. And that's the country that is high on my list that I want to visit, see the people out there. I've heard it's beautiful. It's just, goddamn, I'm not made for a 22-hour flight. So. I'm the same. That's why I won't go to Japan, because I'm dying to go, but I'm... No, I yeah, don't see Asia's, much. Asia's tough, too. It's just very far. I just don't know if I have that flight in me. Like, I, I, I need to get rich, right? <laughs> or I need to, like... I need to just not care. You know what I mean? Like, I just... <laughs> I do want to go to Australia at some point because I've, I, when I was working in, at the school that I worked at in college, St. Francis, mm. um, and I was working with the women's basketball team, we had like a few Australian players who were all like, yo, you got to go. Like, nah, you got to go. Oh, you sure. know? So, yeah. But um, George Cambosos is tough. And what happened was Teofimo Lopez, who beat Vasily Lomachenko, one of the best pound for pound fighters in the world, who's actually going to fight this weekend. He's returning this weekend against Richard Comey and, right, uh, yeah. here in New York City. Um, I will not be there because, you know, I just, I'm not crazy about going to events because of COVID yet. You know, I'm not, I'm not quite there mentally yet. I'm going to be honest. Especially a crowd like that. Yeah, yeah, and I think I don't even. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not running it. 2022, hopefully. I gotta, I want to get my booster first. But yeah. Um, George Cambosos was a heavy underdog, a pretty heavy underdog. I don't remember the exact numbers, but he was a pretty heavy underdog. Teofimo Lopez. Young, punching power, all this stuff. He comes out the first minute of the fight. He throws four overhand rights. Like, something you would see in a street fight, right? Because he said, I want to knock this guy out in the first round, whatever, whatever. And it was a strategy that backfired. He ended up, uh, he did knock down Cambosos at some point. But Cambosos Mm -hmm. actually knocked him down because he was overly aggressive. Um, Cambosos won a unanimous decision. I don't know if there's going to be a rematch. They haven't sort of worked that out yet. But George Cambosos, that was one of the... That's one of the best stories of the year, and it came late wow. in the year. And then another one just off the top of my head uh, is uh, Terrence Crawford versus Sean Porter, which recently I talked about in a FanDuel video. And that oof, that was one of my favorite videos because I love being able to get to talk about boxing. And I love when these bigger outlets have the balls to allow somebody to talk about sure. boxing. Of right? course. Um, so I'm glad that FanDuel lets me do that every now and then. 
uh, and I also don't try to go overboard with it. But it was the fight itself. Terrence Crawford, his toughest fight going in on paper. Sean Porter was again awesome, <laughs> and this is what he does. Like the guys that he 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 fights that are like you would think that they're so much better than him. He gives them. He gives him a very good challenge. He's come close to beating a lot of top names, and he actually has beaten some others. And Terrence Crawford beat him. He actually stopped him late. Sean Porter ended up retiring, and uh, he's now embarking as a second career as an analyst. And I think I think he's actually going to be a good analyst too. So I'm hoping that that like we get to see him on some do some more stuff. But and now Terrence Crawford is no longer a top rank, so maybe we'll see him fight guys like Errol Spence mm. finally if he goes on the PBC side or if he's just going to remain independent. So yeah, I think 2022 could be an interesting year for boxing. And then obviously you know got to mention the big dog Canelo Alvarez. He had a great year. He just beat Caleb Plant recently. Yep. And there's talk about him potentially moving up to challenge a cruiserweight champion. Mm. So uh, <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, uh, boxing's been very interesting lately. And even the heavyweights, because that's the one thing everyone follows, of course. Because the heavyweights oh, bring in the money. That's right. You know what I mean? You didn't even touch on Wilder and Fury. You Wilder know what Fury, I mean? Yeah. So that, that was a big three. draw. Wilder Fury 3 recently. Um, man, I... I I really think America blew it in terms of support. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I can say that because I'm here in terms of uh, yeah, that's fair. In terms of, in t- in terms of supporting Deontay Wilder, like they, you know, all this talk about where's the heavyweight division, where's the next right. great American heavyweight, and Deontay Wilder was right there the whole time, and they never fully embraced him. And that was a fucking thrilling fight, a fight of the year candidate. Both guys knocked each other down. Deontay Wilder just brings it every time. Tyson Fury, he's like. He's very close to unbeatable because right. of what he provides at the heavyweight division. You know, it's it's almost like it's almost like the boxing gods were sort of like, look, we're gonna make this, we're gonna make you guys like almost unbeatable, but not quite. Deontay Wilder, I think, could beat anybody in the world, and he even almost beat Tyson Fury. Um, the, the, he has everything except like the true natural skill. You know what I mean? He's sure. just more see a heavy hitter, power puncher, whatever the case may be. It just it's kind of like the big show in some respects. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, and then Tyson Fury, the thing that he, like he has a little bit of everything, but you can see the avenues to where if somebody just landed that shot, they can get him, but he just gets back up or whatever the case may be. But he's so skilled at six foot nine and being able to move like that. Um, Honestly, like, not to make another wrestling comparison, but shit, he kind of, he's kind of is like boxing's version of the Undertaker in terms of a big guy that can <laughs> right. move around like that and is kind of unprecedented. And Undertaker, you know, he used to do a fucking plancha off the top rope. Like, this is a different <laughs> attitude, like, sure. so, so yeah, like I think it was kind of like Undertaker versus Big Show or a really good version of that. But um, no, those guys are tremendous. I don't know what's next for Deontay Wilder and uh, Tyson Fury. Maybe he fights Anthony Joshua. No, no actually, Joshua, here it is. That's the other thing. Alexander Usyk beat Anthony Joshua. Oh, and that's I was going to say that, yeah. I want, so here's what I want. Okay. I want Tyson Fury to fight Alexander Usyk. Okay. And I want Deontay Wilder to fight Anthony Joshua. I've been saying for years that's Deontay fair. Wilder would beat Anthony Joshua. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I stand by that. Um, and uh, I think that Tyson Fury beats anyone in the heavyweight division right now. Um some guys coming up are interesting, but I think it's too early to really get into uh, some of them. But yeah, heavyweight division is interesting. I'll say that much. Well, how about this? Breaking news. As of literally right now, uh, when we're recording this, 
Tyson Fury has been officially ordered to defend his heavyweight title against Dillian White. Oh, come on. <laughs> How about that? Dillian White's fine. But like, I, look, he's fine. Look, it's going to be entertaining. I'm going to watch it. He's going to talk course. shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, Dillian White, for people who are less familiar, oh. fought Anthony Joshua, I believe, <laughs> twice and lost. Yes. Um, but Dillian White, he's good, but like, yo, like, I, he's not a top flight heavyweight to me. I and know. people have been trying to sort of like make that case, and he's just not. He's just not there for me. Like, I'd rather see, I'd rather see Tyson Fury fight Luis Ortiz. If I'm being honest oh, with you, there you go, Luis Ortiz. I don't even know where he is right now. If he's chilling, you know, Havana somewhere. I know what just, happened. You're such a big deal. Then that's it. Just faded. Maybe that's what maybe, he wanted. Maybe. Maybe, yeah, maybe he got his money from the two Wilder fights. And right? Was like, I'm good. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I don't blame him if he did that. That's what I would do. Like I always said. if it, Marcos Maidana did. He got see? the two Mayweather checks. And he was like, bye. I'm getting fat. I'm retiring. Fuck that. I'm good for life. And you know what? Whatever. Power to you. You know what I mean? If I can retire at 34, I don't know if I would do it. Because I get really bored very fast. Yeah, but you got but money. Like, you could get toys. You know what I mean? So, that's what I'm saying. You could, you could like, yeah. You could like... You could invest and make more. Buy a sports team. To, there you go. All that. See, that's <laughs> something that I actually, I actually do want to invest in, like a sports team at some point in my life. Oh, that's easy. I mean? Just come up here and put shares into the CFL, and you'll be an owner in no time. <laughs> oh, for real? All right, I gotta tell. Look, I love, no, I'm I joking. I don't know because CFL teams are cheap. I would assume so. That's why. <laughs> hey, I, I like to see. I. I like the CFL. I was following the CFL when Rakim Cato went up there okay. and played with Montreal. Uh, no, because no, I legitimately like the CFL because it's fun. Uh, it's twelve on twelve. The field is wider. It's only three downs. Yeah, exactly. so you know what I mean. Like it's, it's not a lot of deliberation here. Like you cut, you sort of know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I mean. Who's the dude? Uh, Henry Burris. Yeah, I used to really like you know watching highlights of him. Henry Burris, and then uh, Anthony Calvillo. Yep. Montreal. Yeah, Montreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know a little bit of CFL. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Okay, there you go. There you go. Not bad, not bad. Deron Carter. Deron Carter was up there before he came to the NFL. He was fucking putting him work. I remember that. So, yeah. Exactly, the CFL. Either where people leave or where people come to die. It's one or the other. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. Hey, Doug Flutie as well. Look what he did with the Bills, right? He came out of Toronto and all those other teams. Warren Moon. Warren Moon, that's right. There's another big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, huge one. Okay, so we talked about boxing. The other fighting that I'm into, mixed martial arts. I know you're into it as well. What are Mm -hmm. some of your stands? Okay, how about this? Let's let's make this one a bit easier. Who do you think is your top three, uh, either female, male, or combined, whatever, doesn't matter, of, of 2021? Dustin Poirier has to be there. He's gonna fight this weekend. Yeah. Um. I actually, I'm, I'm gonna do a FanDuel video on it mm. on a, on the, on, on a, a short one, uh, touching on the two main events. And it's funny because nice. I think two of my top three would come from there. One of them being Dustin Poirier, the other one being Amanda Nunez. Yeah, me and, too, uh, for sure. She, I mean, she, she is, she's amazing. Like, <laughs> I, I, she I, I was looking at the odds, and I'm like, what are you know, they? She she's on FanDuel. She's like a minus as of now minus nine hundred fifty. Shut! Uh, I'm putting a dollar, man. 
against Juliana Pena. However, here's where, and this is this is where my video. I'm giving it okay. away. But by the time this comes out, my video may be out or whatever the case may be. It's one minute long, so whatever. Like you sure. should watch both. But uh, the video, uh, basically, like what I'm going to tell people is like, yo, if you want to bet on Amanda Nunez, stay away from the money line because there ain't going to be much there. However, if you want to bet. To, for her to finish off Juliana Pena in one round, oh. you can still get plus 200. Oh, yeah, you that's okay. You can still get, because right now, so for her to win in round one, mm. just win is plus 130. Okay. And to that's knock her fun. out in round one is plus 200. You get better odds, like plus 500 sure. in round two, whatever, whatever. I just don't think it's going past one round. <laughs> I don't know. Pena's going to surprise a lot of people, I think. I don't think she has the ability to win, but I think she's going to stand in there for a while. I think, it, you know what? It ends in the third. That's my call. Okay, so put money on that because that's like plus nine hundred or eight hundred. Serious? Like okay, that. okay. So, yeah, something like that. Something. It's pretty high because the the odds makers do not see it going past one uh, that much. The thing with Pena is that if this happened a few years ago, I probably would have said that. But she did have like a couple long layoffs, so I'm kind of don't know. And at the end of the day, mm. this is Amanda Nunez. So that's it. Um, you know, Max Holloway, Yaya Rodriguez was very fun. Um. I'm trying to think of who would be who would be the third person in my top three. So I mentioned, and I feel like the oh, honestly, Kamara Usman. He's got to be mine too. Yeah, Kamara Usman, um, Israel yeah. Adesanya, right there too. Yeah, Francis another Gatter, one. Shout out to both of them. Volkanovski, but, I'll throw in there too. He had a great year. Yeah, he's been awesome. And shit, uh, Charles Charles Oliveira who's defending one. his title this weekend. You know what I mean? Like he knocked the shit out of Michael Chandler. Yeah, and speaking of champions, and Ganu's another one, right? Speaking of power and big show strength. <laughs> Francis and Ganu. Yo, Rose Namajunas. I'm building a top ten at this point. But Rose, Rose. Namajunas. She's and Zhang. Just that series of fights. They were fucking fantastic. Zhang Wei too. Yeah, I, I think that Rose Namajunas. She's top dog in that division, and that fight was very good. I'm wondering with that division in particular, like, mm. I wonder what, like, because Joanna Jacek wants to come back. I don't know. Oh, why. does she? Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know why at this point, but sure. She, she wants to come back to, you know, she says she wants to come back, I should say, right? Okay. But she wants to do it on her terms, which, you know, sure. I mean, you've been a champion. You were a champion for however many years. So I, I get that point of it. I just, I'm trying to figure out, like, where, what do you do? Like, where does she fit? I think the logical thing is to have the Zhang Weili rematch, but it's like, okay, if you win, is she gonna fight Rose again? You know what I mean? Like, I that's where it gets saying. weird. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, by the way, somebody we haven't mentioned, Valentina Shevchenko, there, yeah. uh, who Joanna already lost to. Sure. And by the way, I thought that was, I thought that was good. I, I thought she won like a round, but like Valentina, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Like Valentina, she's on a like, different level. She like if I make I just basically gave you my top ten pound for pound list <laughs> with all those. Yeah, names. how about this? You didn't even talk about the Dagisanis. Like you have the Khabibs, the Islams, uh, the K- Ch- yeah. Chamayevs. Like those guys are yeah. all on the wall, except Ch- for Khabib because he's done. But the other two. Yeah, yeah. Khabib, Khabib to me is the goat. Um, Chamayev. I mean, goddamn. Right. Good. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I <just> <laughs> those guys are crazy. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, and shit, Habib is telling us, like, yo, this dude, like, is going to be legit. You know? So, I, I, I'm i pretty convinced uh, from that perspective. Um, and, and, like, I wonder what happens also just going back to Usman in the welterweight division. Because, right. like, what... I know what, who's left. He just beat Covington. Is Covington going to fight 
Asvidal? Like, is that what we're sort of setting up here? Like, are we gonna are we gonna do that? You know what I mean? Like, maybe I, for the BMF belt? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Speaking of, like Nate Diaz is lingering somewhere. Oh, I don't God. like. Yeah, he's not gonna. He's not gonna do any. He's not God. gonna. He's not in this class that we're talking about. But like he, <sighs> shit, Nick. We Nick Diaz fought this year. Yeah. Which I, until fight night, I was like, this is not gonna happen, is it? Oh, you didn't like, think so? I just didn't believe it. Okay. I didn't believe it because I was like, because I, I just, I'm just, you know. So many fights get canceled nowadays. That's true. I'm too. like, is he gonna get pulled out? Whatever the case may be, and no, no, it happened. He didn't. It was very entertaining. He didn't look great after a while because he was clearly winded. But oh, you yeah. could tell he did not train for this fight. <laughs> yeah, no, but no, you look. UFC has put up some, put up some good ass fight. But that's the thing. Like, I'm not gonna make the UFC boxing comparison. But what I will say is, like, sure. as somebody who loves both art forms of MMA and boxing. What I like about the UFC, what I like about Bellator also, is that like top fighters in each promotion are going to fight each other yes. because they're tied to each promotion. In boxing, it's more of this like game of chicken yep. and you don't get as many of the big fights. No. In turn, the fighters are not fairly compensated in MMA. Uh, not to say in boxing they're doing like amazing, but they're doing better because like they're not tied to just one organization. They have a promoter, and it just the business works out differently. So, well, look yeah. how many MMA fighters go over to boxing now, and we didn't even touch on that. The celebrity boxing, so perfect segue. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like go. Yeah. How many people do the jump? And now Woodley's going to go in against Paul again because thing. Uh, what's his name? Brother just. Uh, bowed out of it so he's he's not going to be in it so now woodley stepped in and it's like why is woodley fighting paul yet again like what's going on tommy here fury. tommy fury tommy fury yeah. that's it yeah yeah he who seven and oh was a boxer and who i think would beat jake paul's ass so i'm kind of bummed that he didn't get to see do that because obviously you know not trying to see jake paul continue to be out here winning because that shit is annoying but tyron woodley i mean i was very disappointed with what he uh, showed in the first fight. Yes, sure. I'm doing a serious breakdown. Very disappointed for what he showed in the first fight because I'm like, yo, dog, like, I understand. Like, and here's what I was trying to explain to people, though, at mm-hmm. the same time. Because I was like, yo, he was a tremendous wrestler. He was not a boxer. Just because yep. you came from the UFC and knocked some people out, does like, this is different. You know of what course. I mean? Like, shit, Jake, like Jake Paul is actually taking boxing seriously, so I'll give him credit. I still think that if he bought, if he fought a boxing journeyman, he would lose. This is why I think Tommy Fury would have beat him. But you know, hopefully Tyron Woodley knocks him out. The only thing is, if he does, we're gonna have to see this a third time. Mm. What I want to see, though, here's where I'm at. Yo, this Darren Williams Frank Gore. Ooh, I seriously, you want to see that? that? That's the one. That, oh yeah, listen, listen, Steve. Let me tell oh, you something. Oh God. Let me tell you something. Here we go. I have been <laughs> dying to know. I've okay. been dying to know if Darren Williams could fight. Dying oh. to know. Because, like, he he co-owns Ford, Fortis MMA in Dallas, Texas. Okay. Co-owns MMA. He's a big MMA fan. Sure. Has been practicing jujitsu, et cetera, et cetera, um, hitting pads, et cetera. Frank Gore has been training boxing to some degree okay. for a few years. He's never really trained for a fight or whatever. Frank Gore is like, you know, I listen to Dan Levitar's show all the time. Frank Gore is from that part of the world. He's from like Miami, but like, you know, Ghetto. hood Miami. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, don't fuck with Frank Gore type of shit. <laughs> By the way, you should know that because he's a, he's a running back who is still getting calls 17 years into his right? career. 
about like almost 40 years old and crazy teams want to know if he could still play like you know uh like and darren williams uh didn't have the reputation for being the toughest guy in in the nba let's say you know there's different stories about especially his time with the nets about how uh, that sort of went south particularly when they added kg kevin garnett paul pierce uh jason terry and that experiment uh failed but there were years ago rumors about Darren Williams potentially fighting, whatever the case may be. I want to see it. I want to see it. I just want to see it. I'm fascinated by this one. <laughs> and I, 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 I honestly think, even though I think a lot of people are going to take Frank Gore, I think, I think Darren think Williams so is going to surprise. I think Darren Williams is going to surprise people. And I think he's going to, he's going to win it. I hope FanDuel has odds on it. I asked them about this the other day. They said they're not sure how that's going to work out yet. Well, that's what I was going to say. Uh, do they take actually these bets? Like, did they take bets for Lamar Odom versus Aaron Carter? <laughs> <laughs> it it, it kind of, it's a case by case sort of thing, right? Like it kind of depends because like, you got to remember, like, it's not just a lot of these sports books are not legal in like a bunch of these states yet. They're trying, oh, obviously. Oh, gotcha. And they should, and they should be, by the way, they should be. Of they course. But it's just a matter of, yeah, like, let everybody just do it. Just, you know, if you've got a gambling problem, you know where to call. Like, we got numbers for that. You know what I'm saying? We'll t- everybody will take care of you, you know? But, that is yeah, true. I think, uh, I I hope, uh, I hope that, uh, I hope that, I just hope that it's a good fight. You know what I mean? The the, the Lamar Odom fucking one was ridiculous. That one I didn't want to see because that dude is not doing well. And, uh, yeah, guy. it's a little different. Darren Williams, I don't get the sense that he's struggling. Frank Gore either. This feels like, two guys who uh just like need to compete in something which i totally understand so um yeah i'm more into that than i am the 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 jake paul fight that's for sure but i'm gonna watch both because you know i can't help it well and i i I don't hate to say it but it's brought me back into boxing watching these shit shows like you know what i mean like just again it's sports entertainment i like the entertainment aspect i'm not saying that mma should go fucking pure wwe style or whatever but like you know what i mean there's a place for these little sideshows and these little shit shows every once in a while why not by the way there's a reason why all these things are like boxing matches and not mma rules these dudes oh, these fuck. dudes don't want to they <laughs> no don't oh come on they don't want to have to account for fucking someone will die wrestling jujitsu boxing kickboxing no, no you know every form of combat you could think of they don't want to have to account for all that shit because if that was the case tyron woodley would have just picked jake paul up slammed him on his head and that would have been it it would have been it like what like what jessica andras did to rose nama just to bring him back to the ufc true yeah that's see, all that would have happened you know what i'm waiting for a pro wrestler to finally get in the boxing ring i want to see that Yo, so remember, remember? Do you remember this? Like, this was when Brock Lesnar was like the champion okay. in the UFC. Sure. And there were rumors about like the Undertaker. Yes, like, the infamous stare down know. when they walked by each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wanna, you wanna go? Yes, that's of what course. Said, that's what he told me. You wanna go? <laughs> you know the thing with the Undertaker is like he he has said, and I kind of believe him. Okay. He said that if 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 he were like younger. And MMA, because MMA didn't even pop off till he was already almost 30 years old, right? That's true. Uh, your first UFC event, at least, right? So, it's like 10 years sooner, or if an Undertaker was born 10 years later, rather, in like the 70s, yeah, maybe he gets into it, and it would have been cool. I wonder, though, because like you're starting to, you're seeing more wrestlers, like Kyle O'Reilly, like 
oh, I practice jujitsu. Yeah, but that's different. That their, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and they incorporate that into their wrestling. What I'm saying is, like, it's not going to be a Kylo Riley title. But I do think at some point, like, you're going to – it's not going to be, like, an Alberto Del Rio situation. I mean, he was fighting an MMA with a mask on. You know what I mean? Like, that's a little different. Um, and I give Bobby Lashley and, and Brock Lesnar credit. I give Bobby Lashley credit because, like, yo, people don't talk about it, but he had a really good MMA record. He didn't fight, like, awesome fighters, which is kind of the thing. But, yo, I think he was, like, 15-2 and two or something right? like that. Yeah. So, well, yeah, he, he didn't fight any names, though. That's the problem. Like, it's the same thing with, with what's his name? Uh, I always forget his name in AEW. Jack Swagger from WWE. What the fuck is his? Yeah, Jake, Jake Hager. Jake Hager, exactly, right? Same thing. He's yeah. in Bellator. He was trying to get that Emelianenko fight, which obviously was not going to happen because everyone knows he's not a big enough name in MMA to bring those eyes, right? But yeah. it's like it's the same thing with him in Bellator. He's not facing anyone of value, so to speak. Not to throw shade against his opponents, but it is what it is, right? That's kind of, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I would like to see that sometime, though. I definitely would. Well, yeah, like I said, at least boxing, because you've seen, again, the CM Punk experiments. Now, how about this? Imagine if Kurt Angle was born a decade later as well, what he would That's do in really the MMA world. Oh, my God. He would have been born in the late 70s because he was born in the late 60s. So you're talking about somebody who, <clears throat> when, what was it, Hoist Gracie? Yeah. Fucking taking down fucking Art Jibberson and shit in the first UFC or whatever. Kurt Angle would have been like 13, 14 years old or something along those lines. Yeah, exactly. Really young. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, uh, no, I had that wrong. Not 13, 14. He would have been uh, 23, 24. I made him. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying if you were born in the late 70s. Yeah, you'd be 13. I use actual age by accident, yes. Born in the late 70s. He would have been 13 as opposed to 23, 24. Exactly. That's the point, right? Because he. Because he won a gold medal, he was like in his late twenties already. Yeah, where he instead, he, he shit for one. If if he was that impressionable and wanted to get into it, and had the same sort of training or whatever, one he probably would have been nasty too. Probably would have never even. Maybe he would have still pursued the Olympics. Maybe he would have because some guys did. Yoel yeah. Romero did. No, that's true. Know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, some guys did. Um, but goddamn, like he's the perfect one because like he has the wrestling base, and everyone says. In order to be like a, a good, well-rounded mixed martial artist, if wrestling is your base, you just have an advantage over people that have the you know kickboxing as a base. Exactly. Because you can pick up some of the bo- – we, we just talked about Tyron Woodley. He was somebody who came up to wrestling. He became like this knockout artist in the right. UFC. Kamaru Usman, his boxing got a lot better. Yep. A lot better. You know what I mean? Of course. And like that's something you you rarely see it the other way where the boxer comes in and then they're doing all the takedowns and they're ta- yeah, like yeah. Joanna Yo Jacek is one of the anomalies at Conor McGregor too where they're they're primarily stand up but their yeah, takedown yeah. defense is excellent yes generally True. excellent yeah like yeah. those are two outliers but those are also two champions two of the best ever in their weight class of course no most definitely all right enough fight talk. Let's get to some basketball, because this year I'm enthralled with basketball, mostly thanks to yourself. Thank you for inviting me to the, to the fantasy pool. It's, it's awesome. I'm enjoying it. I'm invested. I'm actually enjoying basketball again. It's been so long. We talked about it off air. I haven't got into it since the Raptors won, like, you know what I mean? And then I fell off because of COVID, but now I'm full force, loving it. Like you said, the Raptors are looking good. And I had the same conversation with someone else the other day. Actually, I think it was my wife, because she's all into it this year too, oddly enough. And I was telling her, I'm like, I didn't expect the Raptors to be this good. Like they look like the Raptors before they got Kawhi and went on that run. All they're missing is that one key all-star, like top five player, and they would go on a fucking tear, man. 
and that goes to the point that I've been saying for a while is that like people people have this sort of assumption about the NBA like you kind of know what's going to happen and lately that has not been the case like in that post really in the in the post Kevin Durant Warriors thing like when he left that kind of change I wanted sure. to say but even in even before that like in the Eastern Conference, once LeBron went to the Lakers, it was up for grabs because you had the ball. The Bucks were emerging. Kawhi was with the Raptors, and you know what's going to happen with um, uh, Boston and That's that right. whole situation yep. went bad. Yeah, Philadelphia yeah. had you know Joel Embiid and Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris and Brett Ooh. Brown, and instead of choosing to keep Jimmy Butler, they chose to instead keep Brett Brown and Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris and look at where they're at now. But that's another story for another day. Yep. Um, and then, meanwhile, Jimmy Butler took a team to the finals uh, that probably wasn't, you know, probably shouldn't have went to the finals that year. True. Um, you know, they, they like, but that's the thing. I, I think there are a bunch of different teams that can really break through. And to your point about the Raptors, they're not like far. Cause as we, we were talking about this um, earlier, but like, they have a core. They have a good coach. They have a yeah. stable front office so yeah. long as Masai Ujiri stays, and I think he will. I think so. Um, and it's like you have those foundational pieces, which, again, organiza- organizations like them, the Heat, uh, they always seem to – the Spurs in their heyday. And even now, they have some good young players that, yeah. you know, they're not going to be a good team yet, but it's going to take some time. But, like, they all have these – core foundational pieces all the time and then it's just a matter of putting the right pieces around that that he just tried to do it with you know adding Kyle Lowry Duncan Robinson and they were looking really good and now they're they got the injury bug right yeah. so that's the other thing about all this um the Lakers we're, we'll see you know but there are a lot of teams that could like the Eastern Conference it's it's Nets and Bucks are like the best two teams but neither of them are unbeatable the Heat if they're healthy they're right there the Sixers we'll see what happened? Like, are you able to get a CJ McCollum for Ben Simmons? And if so, that makes mm. things interesting. Um, the Chicago Bulls, I'm kind of buying in on what they can do. I'm still really? worried about like, okay. I'm still worrying about their defense, and I don't think they're championship level good, but I think they're dangerous playoff level. Like, they can sort of have the Atlanta Hawk run that the Hawks had last year. By the way, the Atlanta Hawks, who I were never fully convinced on last year, and I'm still kind of like, I mean. You know, we'll see. But hey, I gotta give it to them. Like they, they, they did what they did last year, and that's hard to do. Get to the Eastern Conference Finals, but we'll see. And then in the West, it's like, yo, the Lakers. I mean, it's not fun to watch, but they have LeBron and they have Anthony Davis, so we'll see. They're gonna do something. They're gonna make some sort of move, and maybe it'll make more sense. And they have Russell Westbrook, obviously. Yeah. Although I don't think I don't think the fit is great, but we'll see. I still sneaky think that the Clippers will get Kawhi back at some point. Yeah. Uh, Denver, I don't know what Michael Porter Jr. because he's out and Jamal Murray's out. But like, if those two guys were to come back, things would get interesting there. Um, and shit, Golden State, Phoenix, and Utah Phoenix, are the clear yeah. top three in the West. Of those course. are the clear top three. I just I don't trust Utah at all, at fucking all. For uh, what reason? Why? Because they're a young team, or what is it? Utah, it's just, I look. <laughs> They they just basically brought back their team, and like I don't think that's going to be enough. Oh, I just don't. I don't oh, think I they're better than saying. Golden State. Oh, no, I don't I think, think they're better than Phoenix. I think the Lakers got their shit together. They'll take Utah out, and I think that if Kawhi comes back, the Clippers all of a sudden become very dangerous. So 
Utah, I think, needs to they, – they need to do something because I just – like Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are good. I mean, although I think Rudy Gobert is, you know, not quite what some of the analytics monsters want you to believe. Um, but, you know, I just – I like I, – I don't know. I like that it's just so open-ended is basically the point. No, that, exactly. Now, okay, I'm going to put you on the spot here, and we're going to revisit this towards the end of the season. Who do you think is okay. going to be in the Final Four? For 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 the for the NBA. Yeah, of course. Okay, okay. Let me see. I'm gonna so even though like it looks bad now for a couple of these teams that I'm gonna mention, I have a hard still time. Early. Yeah, it's still very early, and like I have been saying. So I'm gonna preface this by this. I'm just gonna say with health, obviously, um, and that's important because like I said this year was going to be the year we're going to see a lot of bad injuries last year yes because the season was rushed due to COVID whatever whatever yeah, sure. and now this third season on the back end of that crammed in like yo everyone's dying man like what the hell's going on like even in in our fantasy league I'm going through everyone's rosters everyone's got like four injured reserve people and it's like I don't remember basketball being like this like what the fuck happened I have four right now. Me too. I didn't have I didn't have any at this time last week. Oh, you know what I mean? oh, see, like, I, me in one week. I had seven guys go down in one week. I had I have I have Bam. He just his thumb is his his thumb surgery now. Yeah. Um, Lamelo Ball and Terry Rozier got COVID. That's the thing too. It's injuries and, yes. and it's also COVID. Yeah, I had a couple of guys um, with COVID too. And I have I have James Wiseman, but he hasn't played yet, so that's a little different. And then I, ha- I had somebody go down yesterday um, that, that couldn't show up in the lineup. After. Tyrese Maxey, he had an injury out of nowhere or right? something or whatever. That's, that's um, so, yeah, here's the thing. Let's go Final Four. Yeah, and th- this is – remember, we're – excuse me. We're talking about this 14 months removed from Lakers heat in the finals, which is two seasons ago. Lakers and Heat. You know what I mean? Like, okay. that's that's how... Th- th- no, I'm saying... Oh, I thought you were going to go with that. Okay, okay. No, 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 no. But I'm saying to preface that by saying, like, this is why we're getting a little of these injuries, right? Because after that, there was an off-season and a whole other season. season last, yeah. We're in December 7th as we're recording this. Yeah. Last season didn't start till like, the 22nd of December. Okay? That's true. Last season. Like, we're cramming so much shit in. But okay, anyway, okay, I'm okay. going to stop deliberating and being a, a bad podcaster. <laughs> a bad guest. Uh, here's my final four. Let's do it. Let's see if I agree. Because I got mine. I'm going to go in the Western Conference. I'm going to I'm going to buy on the Warriors. Fuck it. I've been hesitant, but you know what? I think they're going to I think they're going to do it. Okay. I'm holding my I'm holding my James Wiseman stock. I think Clay's going to be fine. I think they're going to make another move and I'm going to put the Warriors there. They're the team that I have the most confidence in right now. And then I'm going to go with in an upset. Uh, this is this is conspiracy theory. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think that Kawhi comes back in March. Oh God. And I think the Clippers <laughs> from like a six or a five seed or something like sure. that. I think they figure it out and, and and just sort of get there because it's wide open. To be cl- to be honest, I would say the Clippers and Denver if they were just fully healthy, those would be my two teams. Okay. But um, I I, I just think Kawhi. Fuck what he did last year before he got hurt, man. Like I, like I just that's one. Of, maybe I'm think maybe I'm do, maybe I'm doing too much betting shit. Or like, <laughs> I'm, look, I'm looking at like yo, they're like maybe plus three thousand or whatever the case. Be. But I'm like yo, Suns Clippers. Fuck it, let's have some fun with that, right? Okay, okay. Um, 
And then in the East, I'm going to go... I, I wonder how it's going to shake out in terms of seeding. But I'm going to say that the Bucks go from like the two or three spot. And then I'm going to say that the Nets are the one seed. Lose in the second round to the five seed Miami Heat, who have just grinded out, annoy you fucking okay. series, where they just beat that team up physically or whatever, if they're healthy, of course. Sure. And I have the Nets and uh, the Heat and Bucks in the conference finals. So I'm going to go Warriors, Clippers, Heat, Bucks, just to make it fun, just to make it grimy, because, you know, I think I think if healthy, this is what I, this is what I think could, could play out. All right. My final four is going to be on the West. I'll be nice and quick. I'm going to go with Phoenix, just because, obviously, it's Phoenix. I, I almost did. I almost did. And my underdog, Dallas. Watch. Watch. Oh, okay. Listen. Watch. Listen. listen. Before the season started, okay. that was my pick to come out of the West because oh. I was like, yo, I was like, fuck all these teams. I don't like any of them. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know what's going to happen. And I was like, you know what? Luka Doncic is like that good. And I was like, either they figure out the Porzingis thing or they don't and they sure. turn it into something else. But I'm like, yo, maybe he has the LeBron 2006, 2007 season where he just drags the team. That's what I'm thinking. That good. And, and that supporting cast is better, to be clear. Like, yo, Dorian Finney-Smith, I love him as a role player. Yep. I wanted to pick him up in fantasy this week, but somebody else got him. I saw that. Uh, Chris, Chris Stapps Porzingis, you know, is actually playing well lately. So I'm like, oh, okay, hopefully he stays healthy, and this could be really fun. Tim Hardaway Jr.'s there. Jalen Brunson coming off yep. the bench. I still think they have another move in them. You know, and I'm, try- I'm also trying to, like, that's the thing. I'm trying to figure out, like, what are the moves the teams are going to make? The Heat oh, always do something. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Nets always do something. All these teams that I mentioned, That's true. they're all going to they're all gonna try to add something. Like Denver literally just added Davon Reed, you know, to come off their bench. And he played 24 minutes the first game they had him. So it's right. like, uh, you know, people are just, they're going to be finding people. And there's still free agents out there. Buyouts are going to happen, et cetera, et cetera. So you got to think about which teams are going to do well in the buyout market. And you name Phoenix and Dallas. And I think those are two teams that are going to do well in the buyout market. So I like those picks a lot. All right, in the East, I'm going to go with the Nets as my for sure pick because you can't bet against them. I'm sorry. They're, they're just on a different level I, I, too. I, I want to because like, I just, you know. But I have a feeling they're going to die out too for some reason. But anyways, I'll stick with the Nets. So. That's why I'm worried about them, yeah. And I'm going to go with Miami as well. Yeah, they're, they just, they're just set up for the playoffs. Like, right? That's the thing. You know, that's the thing. They're just built for the playoffs. It's like with them, it's like if they could – because they've also had a lot of road games, which has fucked them up. They could peak. If they could peak in like after the All-Star break, they're going right. to be good. Because they'll be able to get a 4-5 or five seed, which is what they had. They had a 5 seed to get to the finals the first time. And they're the kind of team that could go on the road and win these games in the playoffs. And, you know, <clears throat> last year, and people would say, like, oh, what about last year? They got swept by the Bucks, And I'm like, yo, yeah. last year, like the Lakers, they died out. Because they, yo, after the bubble, they had seven weeks until training camp started. Seven weeks is nothing. Wow. That's nothing. Like, people will be like, oh, that's mad time. It's like, yo, on an average NBA season, let's take 2019, for example. Sure. Because I did some reporting on this and some writing on this. It's like, yo, after the Kawhi Leonard led, after Kawhi Leonard led the Toronto Raptors to the championship, that team, along with the Warriors or whatever the case may be, they had three and a half months until training camp started. Mm. Some guys played in the in the World Cup, in the FIBA World sure. Cup that was that year in 2019. Yeah, yeah. But that was in late August. 
early September, which is like a little bit, a couple weeks before training camp. So it wasn't like, you know, guys are ramping up by that time anyway. Yeah. The Heat and Lakers had seven weeks. The Nuggets and Celtics, who went to the Eastern Conference Finals, had nine weeks. Mm. And it's like, oh, Kemba Walker gets hurt all the time. And it's like, no shit. (laughs) (laughs) No duh. Like, look at what he's had to like try to do. You know what I mean? And so, but I think the Heat and Lakers are well rested now. I, I just don't. I, I don't feel great about picking the Lakers. I, I, I like. I may change my mind on them because, like, I believe in oh, LeBron like that. But you know, I just don't like the way it looks right now. All right, before we get to the worst story of the week, let's talk quickly yes. some wrestling, my friend, because you're a huge yes, wrestling sir. fan too, right? So I've I've already pretty much said who, who's been my standouts of the year on a previous episode, maybe a couple of weeks ago or whatnot. But I'm interested to know your some of your standouts this year. And obviously, it doesn't matter. AEW, WWE, you know me. I follow everything, so I'm I'm good. So you tell me what has been your standouts from 2021 in the world of professional wrestling? Oh man, yo, it, why, yo? What's up? First of all, my favorite wrestler right now is probably Eddie Kingston. As a New Yorker, I, I could see that. I could see I that. I love this dude. No, nah, he is good. He cuts, he cuts promos on cookies. You know what I'm saying? If you go on YouTube, like he'll fucking like. I love, I love Eddie Kingston so much. I want to interview him. Um, you know what I mean? Like he's he's probably my favorite. Um, so basically, Eddie Kingston, his program with CM Punk was one of my favorites. That was awesome. I really Fantastic. think that in 2022 if not become AEW champion, because I do think he could do that, right? I think he could be a different kind of champion at some point. Yeah, of course. I would like to, I would like to see him hold the TNT. He's one of those guys that he could win a TNT title oh, yeah. and just hold that shit for like nine, ten months, a year, and just yep. beat everybody and taunt people with it, and it'll be fucking, and we'll, love, we'll all love him. Right. It'll be great. You know, so Eddie Kingston's like my favorite, my f- absolute favorite right now. Sticking with AEW, I, I love what Britt Baker's been doing. Yeah, of course. Actually. That's she's, that was, she's my pick for best female of the year. She's a fucking badass. You know what I mean? She is she is fucking fantastic. Um I'm bummed out because NXT is not quite what it was. Like, you know, I, I, NXT was my sure thing where I like no doubt I, I would know. love everything on it. Yeah, but you that know what? D- did you watch War Games this past weekend? I need to watch it. I, I'm behind. It's close to what the black and gold used to be. It's it's I've heard. it's good. It, it's good. I well, actually enjoyed I like, it a lot. I like Braun Breaker. Uh, I think Carmelo Hayes. Yes, is he's a star. You know what Come I mean? On. I think Carmelo Hayes could be really good. Um, I still love Raquel Gonzalez. Oh, of you know course. What I'm saying she's so. Great. Uh, Santos Escobar. Where is he right now? Is no, he he's still in NXT. NXT? Yep. Yep. He's in NXT. Yeah, because I'm I'm behind like a couple months. But uh, NXT in particular, I've been mostly keep like it's a lot to follow nowadays. Like I told you, with everything, I know. But AEW and shit, Raw has been tough to follow. But I think uh, I think Big E's had a big year. He's somebody that yeah, I really enjoy their work. I think yo, as a Puerto Rican, gotta give him a shout out to Damian Priest. Yes, he's been I, killing it, man. I love how he's been carrying the United States Championship, and I'm. I, I was worried when they first put the title on him. And I'm okay. like, because damn, I'm like, damn, they kind of rushed it. I kind of want this to mean something. His whole call up was rushed. Yeah, and I'm was. like, oh, I got to get, like, this has actually been, maybe it's him, right? I got to give him credit for it. Because yeah, yeah. look, if you're from, if, if you're like a diehard wrestling fan, and or if you're just from like the Northeast region and I'm from New York where he's from, like, you know that he's been Killing busting it. ass on the Indies for a long time. Punishment so Martinez. He's a professional, right? <laughs> Punishment Martinez, you know, former. Former 
HOG. HOG is actually based not that far from here. Okay. Of uh, from where I'm at, and he was like a tag team champion there. I think with Amazing Red. But yo, I think he is so, like I'm looking at him like he could have one of those. Enter him number six overall at the Royal Rumble, and then he gets eliminated like in the final four. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then you sort of push him from there. See, oh, maybe Money in the Bank he wins it or whatever. Like, I'm thinking like long term with him. Maybe, maybe that could happen. Um, and look, Becky Lynch came back. I love Bianca Belair. Yeah, I she's killing it. I, I, I want her. I, I'm, I think she should still be in the title picture uh, consistently. It kind of like comes and goes after she lost it. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, I think Sasha Banks is always doing very good work in the ring. Of course. Uh, so I'm a fan of hers. And uh, shout out to Jacob Fatu on the indie scene at yeah, MLW. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's killing I, I, Yo, on YouTube every now and then I'll stumble onto some Jacob Fatu shit. And I'm like, yo, I, I like this dude a lot. Did you see that one you know where he mean? fucking almost killed that fan? Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. I love it. Jacob Fatu, like, yo, he's a lot of fun. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, I mean, you know, I have my, my, my issues with WWE and AEW. You know? Well, of course. That's, we all do. We, all, a, we can all nitpick at everything. That's a whole other podcast, but I'm just gonna, you know, today we'll just salute uh, the, the the performers that they have, and now we're getting to like my Royal Rumble time is one of my favorite years, right? I can't wait. I cannot wait for the Royal Rumble. I'm I'm almost at the point where it's like, all right, time to start predicting who's gonna win. You know what I mean? So exactly, uh, yeah. And, and for me, it's it's the nostalgia factor with the Rumble to see which old guys come. Because you know they're not going to do anything. Yes. And the Rumble is a perfect opportunity to bring back these guys because they could just stand in the corner, do their key moves, and then just leave and you're done. You know what I mean? Listen, I don't care how old I get, right? Okay. And I'm not old now, but <laughs> sure. like <laughs> there are going to be certain people, like when they come out for the Royal Rumble, I'm just going to be a mark. Of you course. Know what I'm and as Carlito, for me, <laughs> seeing him come back, and then so after fucking all these years of the rumors, right? You know what I'm saying? Like that. That was one that was a lot of fun. I was like, fucking finally, God, man. So yeah, I, I hope that. Uh, I hope that we get some really good ones for sure. And even moving forward, I can't wait because now we're still in the, I guess, baby stage of AEW. So their contracts haven't really started running out yet. Wait till their contracts start running out and WWE starts grabbing those guys because we've seen the jump from WWE to AEW, but you've never really seen AEW. Like, you don't think WWE is going to put in an offer for MJF in a couple of years from now? Of course they are. Like, you know what I mean? And then to see him pop up on TV and then run shit and talk shit about AEW, that's going to be fantastic. I would love to, like, uh, I want them to, uh, like, can Ricochet really get, like, a legit push or legit investment, right? Yeah. But there's so many guys like that, though. Come on. I want, but, but the reason why I bring this up is because, like, I'm envisioning a Ricochet-Darby Allen feud. Ooh. I don't care where. I don't care where. Yeah, yeah. Like, either, either promotion. Shit, it might, it honestly might be better in AEW. Well, well you know it will be. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what to do with them. Like, That's the thing. Like, I'm thinking of dream matches. Like, you almost wish the companies were on good terms so that we can get, like, WWE versus AEW and not have to do it. By the way. Yo, here's one thing about 2022 that I'm looking forward to. Oh. We are probably going to get two video games because 2K22 is coming back in March. Yeah. WD. But first time in a minute. And then, AW's video game, the console. I don't know when it's going to be. 
but it's it's coming at some point. They've been pouring money into it. Yep. They had you know some tests, so I'm I'm hoping that we get both. They're both really really good, really good. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for too. All right, so we've touched on pretty much everything that we enjoy throughout the year, sports related. All is good. It's going to be a good 2022, hopefully. Looking forward. So, oh, actually, one last thing. All the WWE cuts. We're not privy to what goes behind the scenes. I hate when people nag and be like, oh, they shouldn't have got rid of them. There's so much. Okay, you don't know what's going on. It could be finance related. It could be personality related. Whatever it is. It's WWE. It's Vince McMahon's baby. You could do whatever the fuck he wants at the end of the day, right? But I want to know your thoughts. As a gentleman who enjoys hip-hop and wrestling, what were your thoughts on Hit Row? On the cuts, on the list of cuts that bummed me out the most, that was very high on the list, right? Keith Lee was probably number one. Uh, that was mine, yeah. Keith Lee was probably number one. He posted a picture of him, Brock Lesnar, face to face, I think, on Sunday, oh, and everyone was saying what could have been, and I was like, yeah, <sighs> that should have that should have been WrestleMania 30, 37, 38, whichever one is coming up. I've lost yeah. track. Um, hit row. I thought they, 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 they were clearly invested. And it, it, they just brought them up, and it looked like they were going to be a big deal, and then then done. I know done. I don't know what the fuck happened. So hit row bummed me out. Um, like Isaiah Swerve Scott became one of my favorite guys on NXT during his feud with Santos Escobar. Yeah, and then yep. he turned heel and feuded with Leon Ruff, became North American champion. That's when you sort of saw the seeds being planted yep. for Hit Row. Had his own podcast on the WWE Network, right? Also, like that's what I mean. <laughs> it made no sense to me, but hey, like. I, I hope all of them. I hope hit row. All of them go to go to. Uh, it doesn't have to be AEW. Just go somewhere. We need honestly. We need like a third promotion that like like remember in the. I remember in the mid two thousands going to school and we had like WWE was clearly the number one. Obviously, TNA was coming up and you could tell they had a budget behind them. They had Spike TV, whatever. They still kind of felt underground sure. and this was post the roh thing so they weren't really sharing talent like that yeah, but yeah. you still had ring of honor right yeah and now ring of honor looks it's like gone. they're gonna be done yeah right they're gonna take a nice and long like, hiatus Oof. we need somebody to fill that ring of honor void well one for the one so that the wrestlers can get work well you have right? the nwa so that, nwa is as close as you could get to old school ring of honor with the feel of nwa as well right so it's, they have nwa power yeah get kick that and I like the AEW guys could still wrestle indies, by the way. But yes, that's fantastic. I, I like that a lot. Like, but it helps. We need, yeah, we. But need I know what shit. you mean. Like, yeah, we need, yeah, something that could fill that void or whatever the case would be. And look, I'm still as a, as a total fucking aside that has nothing to do with nothing. Yeah. I still have a life goal of being a manager in pro wrestling at some point. Just manage a team, a tag sure. team. Of, uh, like I just want to be somebody's mouthpiece. Yeah, Because yeah. I feel like I would be really, really, I'd be easily like a fucking heel <laughs> first. First of all, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> sure, I'd be easily a heel, especially if the company is, you know, uh, of a certain uh, leaning, right? Right. But uh, <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> not, like I still I, when I get WWE, I still make myself in video games as a manager, though, just as a manager. Oh, I'd be wow. like, oh like a male wrestler yeah. or a women's tag team and I'll just manage them or whatever. I'll be like, you okay. know, some sort of asshole fucking prick <laughs> or whatever the case may be. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, I, I hope that MLW is another one. Like, but yeah. I hope that 
basically I want these, I hope these indie promotions like just get more funding because we need to see like, we need to see more, you know, so it'll be better for the wrestlers too. Yeah, no yeah. doubt, no doubt. Okay, ready for the worst story of the week? Let's go. Okay, so are are you a fan of Seinfeld, by the way? Oh, uh, I mean, I like it, but like it's it was a little uh, it Past was a little time? before me. Okay, a little before me. Okay, you okay. Know, it was around when I was Makes younger, or whatever. Like my, my dad likes it, but it's not it's it's not really my kind of humor. Okay, well, I mean? this week's story sort of has to deal with a Seinfeld episode. I don't know if you remember one of them, the one where. Jerry uh, got caught by Mr. Bookman with an overdue book and he had to return it to the library and then it ended up that a bum had it, whatever, whatever. Okay, so. Sounds familiar. This week's story comes from Idaho where an overdue book was returned to a library. Okay? If you had to guess how many years it was late, what would be your guess? Years? Yeah, years. I'm going to play the game properly. And I'm just going to say two. <laughs> Under promise, over deliver. Okay, you're way off, my friend. 111 years overdue. Come on. Get the fuck out of here. Yep. How? Okay, so before we get to the how, back in the day, it's no longer the case. I don't think there's late fees anymore where they charge you like fucking 10 or 20 cents. <sighs> exactly right so i don't even think they do late fees but if late fees were still valid and if you're to go with the price from i think the book was taken out in 1911 it would be two cents a day for an overdue book which would come out to just over 800 dollars is due on this book that's it right if you think about it that's, that's it for 100 and whatever 10 or 11 years right that's nothing that's 800 that's a pretty good deal if you ask me it's probably yeah. worth more because apparently, okay, so this is how it all went out. So it was the librarian, I guess, because I'm sure that's what they're still called. It's not a person who works at the library. So the librarian was going to do the rounds and noticed this book in the corner of her eye. I was like, I've n- I don't remember having this book here. And it had different stickering from the current stickers. And she's like, what the fuck? She pulls it out and then she runs it up and so be it. It was a book. I guess someone just placed it in there. It was too embarrassed or wanted to give it back or so. I don't know. But it was overdue, and the book was almost in near perfect condition. Now, this book is worth probably way more than $800, in my opinion. Don't you think? Yeah. If it's in perfect condition after all that time. You could put that shit on eBay or one of these sites, and yeah, you can get more than But why would someone be embarrassed? Like, I would be proud of that. I would try and sell it. I would do something. Like, There's so many things you could have done. Why would you put it back secretly or something unless they just didn't notice it but yeah i'm sure they would have noticed it because if she no that's a waste of time i agree right yo you gotta treat it like you gotta treat it like some really good baseball cards you gotta just put that shit up for auction you gotta put that shit up for auction and so 800 come on like you you see what people are paying for nowadays yeah you know what i mean like come on 800 for for some people 800 is just a really good night like come on 800 is a lot of money let's be clear but like i'm just saying for a one hundred and eleven year late fee, eight hundred dollars is nothing. It isn't. It isn't. And for people who want to know what the actual book's name is, it is called "The New Chronicles of Rebecca" by Kate Wigan. <laughs> okay, that sounds like some shit from like nineteen eleven or whatever year, whatever year it was. It was um, published in nineteen oh seven. Nineteen oh seven. See, yeah, like I, 
there was still segregation at that point. You know what I mean? Ah, true. <laughs> different times, different times, They're right? Way, way to think about this. They just came out with Call of Duty Vanguard last month. Right. That, that story mode, since it's World War II based, that shit takes place, what, in the 30s? I know. That's well after 1907. Right. And that was back th- that was back then when people didn't have like very long lifespans because technology oh, had to like, you know, manifest and things like that. So yeah, no kidding. I don't even know how we got to this point. But yeah, uh, eight hundred like whatever, man. That's that's yeah. It's not much. Crazy times. That scenario. Crazy times. Well, Brian, thanks for coming aboard, my friend. Plug your shit where people can find you. Anything you want to promote, floor's all yours, man. At Brian Fonseca NY on Twitter and Instagram. Uh as I mentioned earlier, do a lot of work on Latino Rebels fan duel. Uh, they ain't hard to tell podcast. The Bahama Rican boys. And yeah, just had a feature out uh, the other day about uh, about actually this. there's a Canada tie in this. Okay. On Latino Rebels about leagues in the United States sort of looking at Latin America mm-hmm. and expanding there in different ways, whether it be teams, tournaments, because they've done it with Canada for forever. You know what I mean? Canada's right. had teams in all these leagues, except the NFL, the major leagues now. And, you know, even even the MLS, Major League Soccer, has yep. three Canadian football teams that have none in Mexico. But makes we sense. have a G. There's a G League team in Mexico now. There's a uh, uh, a uh, 2K League team in Mexico now. Now you have the Mexico Open. Golf is going to be part of the, the FedEx Cup. And oh, PGA nice. Tour. There you go. $7 million winning purse, and that's going to be from Ooh. Mexico. So, yeah, shit's moving out here. No, that's good. That's good. For myself, check, check that out. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast DAP. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast DAP at gmail.com. Rewind to the top of the show. Support those fine sponsors because if it helps them out, most definitely helps me out. And please, most importantly, rate, subscribe, review. All right. Final question. Most important question, my friend. What are you doing over the holidays, man? Hopefully, not much. Just chilling, relaxing, nothing major, I assume. Look, I got Battlefield, and uh, okay, okay, you know, I got Battlefield, I got Two K, I got FIFA, oh, sure. and what else did I get recently? I got something else recently. I feel like, oh no, not recently, but like I got to get back on Hitman, and I got like a bunch of stuff I'm working on. But I'm de- look, I'm I ain't, I'm trying to take time off, definitely <laughs> around the holidays or whatever. So hopefully, hopefully, you. just not much, just chilling and just. Uh, just get it ready for the new year, man. That's basically it. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. On that note, he's Brian. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace. <laughs>